Hello, and welcome back to the We Over 9000 podcast. Hey! Just kidding. Do you know why I'm just kidding? Hmm. Check your shirt. My cut? No stains. It's a tie, Dad. You are my friend! Uh... And And this this is is our show. show. Every Monday, the show is out on iTunes. This is our dream. Ah, we we talk talk about about video games and anime. Whoa, we're over 9,000. All right, coming back. So we're here again after a hiatus. Uh, We've been gone for a while. And, uh... Just thought it would uh, we'd come back and continue the podcast, the We're Over Nine Thousand podcast, with your hosts Duncan and your host uh, Dylan. Can, can you just stop making <clears throat> getting all up inside your ear? Yeah, that's awful. You're you're just the worst, the worst co-host. What are you talking about? <sighs> anyway, so, so yeah, that's us. We're here. So welcome. Let's see. What did we do? Let's Hi. just really quickly talk. How about... are you? <sighs> Not you, them. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you don't care about me. I know you don't care anything about me. Yeah. Uh, so, we're back here after winter break. Semester. It's been a couple months. Yeah. So, really quickly, what did you play over winter break? Or watch? I don't feel like you did... You did one. You played one game that I know of. This sprung upon me and I don't remember. I remember you played two games. Fate, Hollow, Ataraxia. Yep, didn't beat it though. And Final Fantasy VI. Yep, I also played, I beat Prey, which was good. I played most of Battleship Brigade. Um, that's about it. And then for anime, I watched Recovery of an MMO Junkin, Junkie, uh, Himoto Umaru-chan. Um, I watched, I finished like three other anime that I've started watching in the past before break started. So, a couple things. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I played Witcher, saw Kill a Kill, uh, watched Maiden Abyss, not over break, but like since we've gotten back. I think that's pretty much it. I didn't really do a lot of anime and video game playing over break. It's just bad. Stop doing that. It's so unprofessional. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. It's super professional. I have sponsors and everything. Yeah. But today, the topic of conversation is going to be Final Fantasy, mm. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. And the reason that we're talking about Final Fantasy is because literally just today, about an hour ago, yeah. if that, mm-hmm. we beat Final Fantasy IX Woo. on the, the port that was put on the, under the PlayStation 4. And the crowds rejoiced. I'd rejoiced, for sure. Mm-hmm. We also, last weekend, beat Final Fantasy One. So I just thought it seemed like a prudent time to restart the podcast because, I don't know. Because respect our food opinions. opinions. And, uh, yeah. So we yep. beat Final Fantasy IX. We sure did. And we also beat Final Fantasy One. Yep. Did I say that already? Yep. Did I say this already? Yep. Did I say that already? No. Gotcha. Um, what do you want to talk about first? So there's, did you like Final Fantasy IX? Well, did you like Final Fantasy I? <coughs> There's What's your favorite? Where'd you start? There's 14 playable Final Fantasy games. There's, they're I mean, made there's by uh, they're made by Square Enix. There's more than well, there's there's 14 there's 14, there's 14 main, numbered main title. titles that yeah. you can still play. Right. If we're not counting like two and twos and threes, like X two and 
I thirteen two and thirteen three. I wouldn't really count them. I usually count even though they're not spinoffs. I call them like there's like there's like Final Fantasy games, and there's Final Fantasy sequels, mm-hmm. and then there's Final Fantasy spinoffs. Yeah. And I think that the sequels clearly fall into the sequel category. If you yeah, if you make a category for it, of course they'll fall into it. Dirge of Cerberus, you know, games like that. Any game that like is related to a specific Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So like t- uh, Tactics, even though it like has characters from a lot of Final Fantasies or Dissidia, aren't like sequels. They're spinoffs because they right. have. Yeah, clearly. Of course. Yeah. So Type zero. My, spin-off? unlike you, I'm a relative newcomer to the Final Fantasy genre. I own Final Fantasy Ten and Noob. 12. I own Final Fantasy 10, 12, 9, 8, 1, and 2. Um, Could you put that chronologically? I think I put it backwards chronologically. Uh, but I have only, up until recently, I'd only ever beaten one Final Fantasy game. I know quite a bit about a lot of them, but I'm not like a Final Fantasy connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that I, I beat, we beat 15 together last year right so that was probably the first game that i'd beaten since final fantasy one right um what games have you beaten dylan oh uh including one so i'll try to go chronologically beat one uh i've beaten six seven nine ten and fifteen no thirteen and fifteen yeah and then like in like including the sequels you've beaten like ten two I've played 10-2. I haven't beaten it. 13-2? Um, 13-2 I beat. 13-3 I didn't play it, but did beat it. We got through a lot of the DLC of Final Fantasy yeah. 15, which I think is like like the new equivalent of what the old games kind of were. Mm-hmm. Um, did you Have you played... Did you beat Crisis Core? Did I... Be, <clears throat> did I? I got halfway, yes, th- I got halfway through Crisis Core. Because mm. um, I kind of like the battle system. Yeah, and then, it's pretty good. What about Dirge of Cerberus? No, because that was on PS2, and I didn't have a way to like uh, okay. emulate it well enough back when I was doing those. Because I have, see, I have my my copy of 10 and my copy of 12 were on PlayStation 2. Yeah. Um, my first introduction to the Final Fantasy series, because I think this is what we should move into before we actually start talking about the games we played. Uh, Sorry, my squeaky chair. <laughs> yeah, you're just the worst. Just... Yeah. My first introduction to Final Fantasy characters was probably through Kingdom Hearts. Because mm-hmm. in the first game, the second game, Birth by Sleep, they introduce characters from the Final Fantasy games into it. And I think that's actually why I ended up picking up Final Fantasy X, was because of just the Final Fantasy characters. And because I had a PS2 when I was at, there was a time when I was like, I want to get the big PS2 library. So I got like Shadow of the Colossus, 10 and 12, uh, like all the Kingdom Hearts games, a couple other things. But I, yeah, so I didn't really play, the first one that I played was Final Fantasy 1, and I probably played it on Game Boy Advance emulator back in high school. And then I've, I've, I know a lot about a lot of other Final Fantasy games. Like, I've played, like, about, pretty much, like, about at least an hour of mm-hmm. most of them. Like, right. 2, 4, 6, 7, 12, 13, I've played at least an hour of each of those. So I've got like a decent idea of how the game is a little different from each other, but I don't know. Yeah, but with some of them, you don't even get introduced to most mechanics in an hour. Right, but like with ten, I'm like with ten, I was probably like ten hours in. No. With ten. Like eight hours in, I think. Yeah, I mean you have enough. Yeah. Or like with six, I got 
a decent ways in, but you know, then stopped. Worse. No, I mean that's. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not criticizing your opinions. I'm no, saying no, that was, an hour might not be. I enough. was just qualifying them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think like a lot of times I talk about like if you want to be able to have like be able to like start talking about it, like mm-hmm. be able to like criticize a game for something, you have to get a certain amount of the way into the game. Right. I think it depends on how long the game is. Mm-hmm. You know, like Sonic Forces. Yeah, I feel like you have to get at least halfway through because it's so short. Right. Right. Or with Xenoblade, it's like you really do have to play like 20, 30 hours before you can start really going, all right, Yeah. how does everything... Because cause you, you never know how things are going to change in a game that's 100 right. hours. Like Persona 5. Or... But if we look at it in a retrospective light, instead of like playing and not knowing, <clears throat> it depends on the game and like when, obviously, mechanics get introduced. Because in two 50-hour games, it might, you might be able to form a right. full opinion right. different times. But so, if you don't know, then you have to play like a good amount of it. Yeah. Um, so how did you first get into the Final Fantasy series, Dylan? Um, I think you already know the answer to that, don't you? I, I don't, I know what game you got into, but I don't know how. I don't know if you just decided to pick it up one day or if a friend told you about it. Right. Um, well, I played Final Fantasy VII first. It is the very first gaming memory I have. <coughs> Poser. Uh, because anyways. I played it with my father, um, back when I was a little, little kid. Little little one, tiny tiny baby. Um, so I played that. I obviously didn't beat it back then. And then I beat it when I was a little older. I think that I I played ten at about the same time that I was playing through Kingdom Hearts because I got a PS2, and then I got those. And then from there, I just uh, did the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, I don't remember which what the order was after that, but yeah. So that was that was the big that was the start, and then I, uh, since seven is obviously not obviously seven is my favorite, I have it on PS3, yeah, many PS4, uh, Steam, uh, probably an emulator somewhere. Wow, I've beaten it on all of them except for PS4. Wow. Wow. Which is unfortunate. Wow. Because PS4 is the one that has an actual speed-up button. Yeah, but the speed-up button, well, I think we should talk about that. We should like bring that up a little bit later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, now that we have talked about Final Fantasy, let's get right on into it. So we played Final Fantasy 1. Yeah. We played the Game Boy Advance uh, port of it. And it fucking sucked! <sighs> nice peek there. Yeah. Thank you for that. You appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You piece of shit. Anyways, uh, we played Final Fantasy 1 on the Game Boy Advance. It's part of a, like, a collection called Final Fantasy 1 and 2 Dawn of Souls. One guess what games are on that. Yeah, actually, you take a wild guess. Yep, that's right. It's Final Fantasy 1 and 4. Get it? You guessed that, right? Get, guess, get, get it because Final Fantasy 4 was called Final Fantasy 2. Or, you know, it's. Yeah. America sucks. Make Final Fantasy great again. <laughs> Make Final Fantasy great again. Um, so. We emulated it, um, which is, I don't know, whatever. I have the game on Game Boy Advance. Unfortunately, my copy's, like, battery doesn't work anymore. So, right. like, whenever I try to start it, whenever I try to save, it doesn't register. So, I have the game, and I've played a little bit of it, but I can't do anything with it, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's okay. That's okay. It happens. Whatevs. Um, what would you, well, how would you describe our, like, Final Fantasy 1? How would I describe it? Like how we played it. Like, like, how we played it. Yeah, and like how, what, what you thought of it afterwards. 
Those are three different things. Whatever. Just with my opinions just, of it. Just, just fucking talk well, how about we it. Played, okay. Um, well, we played it on emulator, as you said, and we played through it very quickly because we um, had a guide that we use sometimes. Because the game as a whole, for people who don't know, it's very open, as in you can go to different places at different times, but the difficulty is going to be different, and it's going to be harder. Also, at the beginning, you can choose like a different... Uh, different classes to make a different composition for your party. So it's going to be different each time you play, or you can make it different by choosing different people and going to different plays at different times. So we did an optimal kind of route for the which crystals to go to first, because you're collecting four crystals throughout the game. And for our party, we kind of just chose what we thought would be cool. We had a warrior, a white mage, a black mage, and a thief. So we did that. We got through it in about like three hours. I think it was like three or four hours. Yeah. So relatively quickly, and I thought that it was very basic, but that's because it was on the NES. Yeah. Right. So obviously, it's going to be very basic. The story is going to be super simplistic. Yeah. Not like anything you can really do. I gotta say, for an NES game, if I were playing it at the time, the story is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty intense, you know. Obviously, they're like... Garland and... Yeah, they don't tell you about it in an actual, like, linear manner. You kind of have to talk to all the villagers to get the actual story. Otherwise, it just kind of pops out of nowhere. Uh, But I do think that having a cool villain and a cool kind of semi-twist at the end is good for an NES game. I also think that the combat system is very good for an NES game, having... I mean, like, attack, magic, the yeah. active time battle system. It's I just... mean, it's hard to compare and, like, realize how cool it is because now we have so many other games that have the exact same format. <coughs> so it's hard to go back and kind of look at that from a different lens. But saying that, I think that if we were back then, yeah, it would have been amazing. Yeah, right. No, no, I get what you're coming from. But if we're playing it now and we're looking at how well it's held up, it's held up partially. It's very dated. But it's I, very basic. I don't think we would be. I, I would not be able to sit through Final Fantasy One. Yeah. On the NES, I do yeah. not think I could play that game in its entirety. I honestly don't even think I could play the game on the Game Boy Advance in its entirety without a guide, because. Yeah, we played it with we played it with like a picture yeah. step by step walkthrough. There's so many things that you, I guess you have to talk to villagers for. To know what to do. Yeah, they're like, just talk to... The like, ladies. random like, villagers? And they're all like, they're not just like, here, where's where to go? They're all like little puzzles and hints. Yeah. And you have to, sometimes you have to like, fly across the whole map. Something that I thought was, that I think is kind of unique to Final Fantasy 1 is you get the airship really, really, really quickly. True. So like, you get, you get access to the entire map, like, very early on in the game. So you're kind of, it's kind of a little, it's different than like, with Final Fantasy 9 that we just played. You don't get the airship until... Disc three. Yeah, yeah. You don't get the airship until disc three. So, and not and even then, not until like halfway through disc three. Mm-hmm. So like, it takes you a while to be able to explore the whole world. On Final Fantasy seven, it takes you a while to get the airship, right? Yes. Or I mean, I just feel like for most Final Fantasy games, you don't get like unfettered exploration of the world right away. Right. And so it makes it feel way more open, and it, but in doing so, it makes it a lot more. 
a lot easier to get lost and to not know where to go, mm. which is fine. That's, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, the thing about the NES games are, obviously, back then, you don't have as many games, so you're going to be playing one for a lot longer period. What? I started a really weird, like, oh. um, So when you have so many... You, when you have one game, you're going to want to have as much time in it as possible. Yeah. So exploring and trying to find all the little things and just try to not even try to progress through the story just kind of experience the world and kind of have fun inside of it is good for back then and i think something that we didn't really have to deal with that much but that would have really turned me off to the game is the random battles are fine and all but when you're trudging back and forth and sometimes you go somewhere only to find out that's not where you're supposed to go Mm -hmm. running into random battles all the time can get extremely tedious and frankly, just incredibly boring. More like Titus's. More like Titus's. <laughs> wow. Oh, wait, no. I, I, for that joke, I should have gone. Ha, 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 ha. You, there's ha. one more ha to that. Instead, whatever, doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't, oh, sorry. Doesn't it go ha, 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 ha? Ha. For one of them, that's, probably. That's the one I remember the most is like the, the like the the the, the pause and then just like the, uh, the pained mm-hmm. groan. Um, regardless, you know that's fun. It was fun, but it was way more fun with the speed bu- speed up button yeah. and with the guide. Right. I don't know if I would have been able to play it without those. Yeah. So as we're as Dylan and I are going to like play more Final Fantasy games, mm. when we're looking at games like two or or uh, three specifically, it's we kind of have to make this decision: like, do we want to use the speed up button? Right. Do we want to use a guide, or do we want to experience the game as it's meant to be played? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like my experience with Final Fantasy One is very skewed because of how we played it, right. and that's that's true of Final Fantasy Nine too. And I assume when we play Ten, how my or Ten and Seven, my opinions on those games will be skewed because of the speed up button and the safe travel and. There's no speed up button or safe travel in 10. Yeah, in the PS4 port, isn't there? We don't have the PS4 oh, we don't port. Have the PS4 port. We have the PS3 port. And I don't even know, I don't even know if there, it is on the PS4 port. Yeah, there. Oh, you don't know if it's on there? Oh, yeah. I, 12 has a speed up button in game, which was nice. Mm. That was really nice. Um, but, like, and like moving into Final Fantasy IX for just a brief moment, they also added in for the port this thing called safe travel, which just means you don't get any random battles. And that was really useful when we're like, okay, we just have to go run over here, grab this one thing, and run back. If we hadn't had that, it's like, do I really want to go and do this? I don't want to keep running into battles. That sort of thing. Right. I think what it comes down to for me is I don't... I don't enjoy... Like, like I feel like the, the the combat system in the Final Fantasies that I've played so far mm-hmm. is fun, and it's you know it's pretty it's relatively deep, but it's not deep enough to make me want to fight that many battles, right. you know, and to, and to take part in every battle I run into. Whereas in like Persona, um, Persona Five, which we've talked about a lot on this show, or Chrono Trigger, I find myself enjoying every battle because. The stra- you, there's more strategy involved, you know. You mm-hmm. have to think about like I know I know that happens in Final Fantasy too, but I I'm, I don't know how to like explain why I feel like it works a little better. I don't either. In Final Fantasy, in, in in those games, is that because you disagree or? 
no. I mean, it's a, it's a matter of opinion. So, I I I like fighting. Well, but that's I'm, just me. But I mean, like, could you have played Final Fantasy One without no the speed up button? Not Final Fantasy One. Could you have done without it? the speed up button? Yes. Do you know if I we could? Do you know if we could? Would you have been able to do nine? Would Would you have enjoyed nine as much as I assume you did ha- if we hadn't had safe travel and the speed up button? Yeah. Because I don't know if I would have. I th- I feel like I would have gotten pretty tired pretty quickly. Right. That's something like, like I'll I'll use Pokemon as an example mm. because Pokemon's another turn-based game with random encounters. I like being able to go, oh, here's where I can have random encounters, and right. it's 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 more clear. Mm. And then I like being able to go, I have six Pokemon plus however many more in my box, so I have so many different ways to take on these random encounters instead of I have eight characters and they only have so many abilities. True, but yeah, no. Yeah, and with Chrono Trigger, because it's very similar, I think the why I like that battle system slightly more because it's extremely similar. I mean, you have some, you have three characters, Mm -hmm. your little bar fills up and you can attack. It's because of the placement. Like the enemies are are randomly placed around the map, and you have to like decide. Oh, are they in range? Can I do a, a wind slash to hit two in a row, or should I wait a little bit so I can hit all three of them with my flame wheel, or is it better if I just chill for a second and let them clump together or stuff like that? So you like Final Fantasy XII better? No. Why? I Well, the Final Fantasy XII battle system was fun. I think it's enjoyable. I just could not give a rat's ass about anything that was happening in the story. Right. I, I kept waiting for there to be a hook that would go like, all right. Now it's getting good, and I mm. kept waiting, and I just feel like it never happened. Okay. Yeah. And so some people, there are people who put twelve on like as number two on the best Final Fantasy games, mm. and so far I just don't see it. Well, what I think is funny about that, and th- I mean, there's a tangent. Obviously, we can get back in a second. People think, people say on there usually like, "Oh yeah, Final Fantasy twelve was a great game, but the Zodiac Age made it so much better." Yeah, and I'm like, it didn't have that many improvements. I mean, you I had guess a couple. I guess it like it fixed the, the 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 leveling system, which I guess was was fun but flawed. Mm-hmm. You know, it made some big changes to that, and I think that's what I think did it. And it had the speed up button. You know, maybe the speed up button is what made people like the Zodiac Age so much. The Zodiac Age is a it's, it was like it's kind of like so Kingdom Hearts Final Mix came out where they fixed like so when Kingdom Hearts the first game came from Japan to America. They did a lot of like bug fixes and added in a couple of extra bosses and did a couple of things, right? And then when they re-released the game with those bug fixes and with the extra stuff, they put in even more stuff for the for the like second Japanese release, and that's called Final Mix. The Zodiac Age is the release of Final Fantasy twelve that they had in Europe, which is really weird. But so it came out in Japan, then they did some bug fixes and it came out in America. And then they did like a big overhaul and it came out in Europe. And then they they recently re 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 remastered it, and it just came out in the United States and Japan again. But let's get back to Final Fantasy One real quick, so we can just tie it up. On a scale of one to ten, with zero being impossibly, or on a scale of zero to ten, with zero being impossibly bad and ten being impossibly perfect, five being perfectly average, what would you give Final Fantasy One? We're talking from a modern perspective, obviously. We're t- and I think we're ta- we're also. There's like a little asterisk next to it with we used a speed up button and we yeah. had a guide. Yeah. So don't if our opinion if you don't agree with our opinions 
asterisk. Yeah, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Um, I would give it a solid. Six. Yeah, that's the same for me. Because a five, if being perfectly average, I think is what it would be. However, I think given the replay value and the way that you can have different party customizations and different um, see all their different abilities and go to different plays at different times and all these little secrets to explore, notch it up a little bit. I think the notches for me include that. And also there are a couple of standout music tracks. You know, there is some visual um, stuff that just bumps it up a little bit for me. Because mm-hmm. like if it was average, it would kind of it, it means it's bland. Right. And I feel like there's one or two music tracks and one or two like graphical things or ways that they did a certain thing that makes me bump it up just that little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on, past Final Fantasy One. We also just today finished Final Fantasy Nine, so it's still fresh in our minds. Um, again, yeah. we played this with we at times used a guide. Right. Um, Not the whole thing, though. Um, we definitely used it for post-game. Right. Um, and, like, the like the extra side quests. Um, we used the speed-up button a lot. We sometimes used... We used the safe travel a decent amount. And I don't think for anything other than fighting the secret boss the first time did we ever use the 9,999 cheat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we didn't really use safe travel too much until like the end when we yeah, were like, yeah, when we were like, come on, <laughs> just, when we were doing like fetch quests. Yeah. Um, since you started off with Final Fantasy One, I'll start off with my thoughts on Final Fantasy Nine. I think this is, it's a, it's, uh, it's very similar to how I feel about Princess Bride. Right, Princess Bride is my favorite film. Do I think it's the best film of all time? No. But I think that it's a perfect film. In the sense that it doesn't have any flaws. So while parts of it might not be the greatest of all time, everything is so perfectly great mm. that I think that it's a great. It's like a gold standard almost. And that's like with anime openings, I've brought that up too. Like Naruto's sixteenth opening. Like if you want to be a good opening, you have to like be. You have to have at least as good of an opening as Naruto sixteen. Where I just because I just feel like it's it's good. Like it has everything that a good opening should have. And that's kind of how I feel about Final Fantasy IX now in relation to the other Final Fantasies. I know I've only played and fin- I know I've only beaten two Final Fantasies, but I've seen speedruns of, of entire Final Fantasies, and I've played decent amounts of other Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a general idea. Maybe not a good specific idea, but a general idea, right? I just don't like when you use speedrun examples. Well, I know I know there's so speedrun examples, but I mean like from the sense of I, I see like the the graphical design. Yeah, and I hear the music more so. I True. mean, from like that sense, than like I get an idea of the story, or the gameplay more. Like I, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is how this, the, how this is done, and this is right. how this is done. But like graphics and music can be more impactful in right. like an actual right. But still, I, I mean, you do definitely know things about the game and can form an opinion on blah blah blah. blah. Um, and I've seen playthroughs sometimes too. So I saw some of Chugga Conroy's. Back in the day. Regardless. Regardless. Irregardless. Mm-hmm. Which is a fallacy. Uh, I That's how I kind of feel about 9. Yeah. Is that maybe it's not perfect in any regard. Is the combat system perfect? No. Are the minigames perfect? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the world map perfect? No. Is the music outstanding? No. 
Is the graphical design outstanding? No. Is the story outstanding? No. But it's at a nice base level mm-hmm. where if you can, if you're like comparing like seven, you can be like, mm, the combat's. I'm, this is, this is this is an example. It's not even. This is like a hypothetical, not even the thing. It's like with yeah. you could compare if you compare seven to nine, you can be like, oh, the combat system's a little weaker, sure. but the story was more impactful and had more twists and turns than nines, or the music was way better, but the graphics are clearly a step down. Okay. So that's just what I'm saying. Like it's like a good game. I feel to compare to other things because it sets a nice baseline for being great. Mm-hmm. If that made any sense. No. <laughs> Well, because it, it did all make sense, but you used the term flawless at one point. I was talking about Princess Bride. That, yeah, that, but you that, said it's the same thing. Well, I just meant from that sense of I like to compare it to it, not that it's actually flawless. Right. Princess Bride okay. is flawless. That's why it's Final Fantasy IX is not flawless. Got it. But okay. I, feel, I felt like yeah. it's a good baseline to compare everything else to. Yeah, I agree. Um, there are definitely flaws. Yeah. Some of them are glaring flaws. For sure. But did it take away from my overall enjoyment of the game? If I wasn't, if we weren't trophy hunting, mm-hmm. would it have taken away from my overall enjoyment of the game? No, I just wouldn't have done the frogs. Right. I just wouldn't jump rope. You know, you know right. what I mean? Like if we weren't trophy hunting, and since trophy hunting is something that was added to the game later, I feel like I have to take it with a little grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Like, would we have ever jumped a thousand times, jump rope a thousand times, yeah. had we had that before? If I was a crazy ass completionist who wanted the one little ir- unremarkable thing you got, mm. maybe. But yeah. Duncan Schneider as a player, no. Right. Anyways, what did you think? Um. Well. Well, just one more. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um. I think that it definitely was good for the most part. I think that it did have some flaws that took away from it. I think that the I'm not going to give spoilers, but I think the final boss didn't really do it for me. On that list that I had up earlier, it was like a list of 15 powerful and yeah. worthless bosses. Mm. That boss was on it as the worthless. That makes sense. Uh, I think that if they just stuck with the boss before that and made them a bit stronger, that would have been great. I think that the, if we're looking at it from today's standpoint, obviously back in the day, it's great. Some of the visuals aren't so good because it's FMV and there's weird faces obviously still parts of it are beautiful and obviously some of the designs are in the back are great uh because we played it on the ps4 there were some wonky bits with the models but that's just that's not a fault of the game that's just a fault of the remake because they made the models into more like clear cleaner and clearer which doesn't fit in with the backgrounds as well uh as for the story i think that it was very good story i think that some parts of it may have been able to be done better yeah near the end i think yeah towards the end the beginning was fine it was great um nothing i can complain about there it was just a pretty straightforward story back then but then once they started talking about some stuff some of the stuff towards the end i think that um it could have been done in a bit of a different way would have been would have been nice if it was a little longer you know yeah yeah, like if they had like explored it over more time Mm -hmm. instead of just like yeah it was kind of shoved in there at the at the end it was alluded to of course but um the music was was great. There's a couple tracks that I, I really like, but there was also a couple tracks that wore on me. As just do all Final Fantasy games, when you have a, an RPG that's fifty hours, it's gonna you know wear on you, even if it's a great song. Especially with older ones, they didn't have as big of a soundtrack yeah. uh, as we do today. Right. The gameplay I thought was 
interesting with the weapons having different abilities that you need to equip and change. I I think that the characters were cool. I think that some of them could have used a bit more development. Uh, like who specifically? Amaranth. Yeah. I we don't know we didn't end up learning anything about I kept waiting yeah. for backstory and we never got backstory. We don't know why mm. he was a criminal. We don't know anything. Well we have some characters who probably need more development. Amaranth Freya a little bit because she had her whole backstory thing, but after that but she like, kind of just fell off. We needed resolution. Yeah. Um I think that even Iko, even though she was a major part of the plot, after her bit and like a couple other points. Yeah, I mean she had resolution and all, but just a touch. Um, but then we had characters who were outstanding and had great character development. Uh, Zidane, kind of. He had some good development, when maybe not the mo- best. And mostly until, again, the end, yeah. when it started to go a little, a um, little progressed a little too quickly. Mm, Steiner had great development. I, say, I think Steiner, the best development. I think Steiner or Vivi had the best. Yeah. Of... Vivi, uh, also great. Um, that, that one, I don't know if it's more character development. I mean, it's obviously character development. But Steiner is more developing his actual character, while Vivi's is more like coming to terms with his character. Um, and then Dagger is she had some good, she had some good parts, but yeah, I mean I think she, I think she kind of fell to the wayside because it's like a it's just a classic. Yeah, it's a very cl- oh um, that really hurt. Mm-hmm. So D- Dagger, she was great. Um, I do think that obviously her story is a little bit cliched at parts, but that's. I, I can't say if that's because of this game or because we see it so much now. Um, but that's just talking from a, a modern perspective. So, yeah, overall, I think it was a, a really good game. I think that it did. It has. It, I think, as you said, it's kind of the peak of what Final Fantasy could have been. Like the peak of what it was aspiring to before they changed to a different kind of style. And I think it, and I think it's still a good reference point. Mm-hmm. Like with the new games, like you can be like, oh, because I was, we was talking about this with you, about how Final Fantasy XV is really similar in some ways to Final Fantasy IX, but then in other ways is totally different. Right. Or Final Fantasy X takes from... That, that, that was building off what I said before. It's like Final Fantasy IX is like the base point. Mm-hmm. And then you branch off and do weird things with everything in it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, something that while we were playing it mm-hmm. up until the very end, I thought was weird and stupid. Mm. There's a lot of really complicated things in the game, like mechanics, like for summons, it depends on how many of a certain gem you have. Right. And like, you know, and stuff like, or like you have to like read these clues and find these things. And at first I was like, God, this is so stupid. And for most of the game, I was thinking that way until I kind of got to the end and I'm like, I get it now because the game is easy enough that if you're just playing it, if you don't, if you're a casual fan, you can get through it pretty easy, right? I think like if I think if we had played Maybe. it, if we had played it without safe, safe travel, without the speed up button, there are parts of it that would have been harder, or, or would have been easier because we would have leveled up more organically. Maybe, but we still had to grind up parts before we started using safe travel. True, but I think like we grinded more so that we would have security instead of like having to actually strategize that much. You know, like how many times sure. do we ever use like Asuna or Dispel? And like everybody online is like, you should be using these spells, but we were at such a high level that we never had to really worry about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
when I got to the end of it, what I was thinking was, yeah, that was, that was so weird. It was so dumb. But if you wanted to go back and play this, mm. I feel like more so than like Final Fantasy 1, for instance, or I can't really think about any other Final Fantasy games. But I, I feel like for a lot of the games before it, probably up until like 7 or 8, you know, they were like, there are, there's like a way to play it. You can do some customization, but not that much. But with this, now you can be like, all right, I want to investigate the whole magnet i want to search and comb the world for all the sea foams i want to like i want to make this game stretch as long as it possibly can sure you know there's so many things to explore yeah you brought up that there was that one quest that went undiscovered for 10 years uh-huh which is you know, crazy which is just crazy you know and it's just stuff like that which when we were playing it i was going why is this so complicated but now that i i'm here it's like if we weren't trophy hunting maybe we wouldn't have noticed it mm-hmm. you know if we were playing our second time round because we like the game so much Maybe we would have gone, oh, shit, all these Stelazio pieces, we have to make sure we get them. Or, oh, Stiltskin shows up here. We got to just make sure we go to check every place. Or, oh, they've, give, they've given me free reign. I guess I'm going to go to Dali, hmm. etc. Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't really have any counter to it. Um, I think that the system is very complicated. And I, I, I agree that if there are parts in the game that allow you to find figure that out then great however that's for most of it but some of the summons or maybe the summons i don't really remember what it was but i think there were some when we were looking it up that was like okay if you have this many it's this times your speed Oh, divided by like th- like thievery, like Zidane's, Zidane's last skill is steel times speed. How many times you've stolen times the speed divided by two? But like like sure. and that's like that's complicated, right? Well, that one's fine because that's just you're always going to get better. But I think there's other ones that were like, or like the like the Phoenix, where it's like how many Phoenix pinons you have. Well, no, because that one I, I I don't really remember a clear example, so I can't tell you. Yeah. Um, if you have zero ore in your inventory, yeah. Arc will deal a fuck ton of damage. Mm-hmm. And also take two minutes for a summon animation. Right. So that if, was badass summon animation. If, if I can't say for sure, but if all these do have somewhere in-game where they tell you what's going on with them, then yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of replay value there. Things that I really didn't like, mm-hmm. frog catching, sucked. Was completely trash. The Chocobo mini games were fun, but at the same time, they were incredibly tedious. And the rewards for them are good enough that you really should be doing them, but at the same time, it just took so flipping long. Like, oh, you have to get your beak level up to 99. You have to, like, find all of these Chocographs and find out where in the middle of the fucking ocean they they have to be. And it was fine. I enjoyed them, but I feel like. If it's a mini game that's like kind of fun to do but not like required, it should have been easier and more fun. Mm-hmm. I would not have done it had we not had the speed up button. Right. I would not have been able to do it. Yeah. I would have only done a little bit. But overall, I think Final Fantasy IX was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, comparing it to the other JRPGs I played, I liked it more than I liked Bravely Default. Um, it's not hard to do. I'm kidding. It's but fine. the default was really it had really fun gameplay. Yeah. It was nice that it had a speed up button. Mm-hmm. There's just flaws with it. But we can talk about those a different day. It's not as good as Chrono Trigger, because Chrono Trigger is 
Mm, I was just going to say the best JRPG of all time. But then I remembered that Persona 5 is a JRPG. And now I'm going to stay up all night thinking about this. It's the pinnacle. It is. It's a pinnacle. I think it is the pinnacle of 8-bit or of 16-bit JRPGs. Mm. Like people say that about 6. I say that about Chrono Trigger because Chrono Trigger is really fucking good. You can just say that they're both up there. And, um, but like, I, I think, I'm kind of thinking in my head, I think I liked it more than I liked 15. Mm-hmm. There are things about 15 that I enjoyed more. But 15 is immensely flawed. So. Oh, it's very flawed, but it's Happens. still a good game. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, let's see, like, what else? Like, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the bit of 10 that I played, mm-hmm. but I'll, I have to finish 10 before I can really say anything about that. I kind of like the, the goofier characters and like the... Right kind of like the more childish it kind of felt more fantasy to me you know like sometimes with final fantasy it's like all mach- there's so many machines that it gets so dark and i'm like i, I like the fantasy element sometimes so i mm. like that it kind of until the end back, yeah. until the end kind of mm. took a step back from that and said here's what final fantasy is about yeah it's trying to be a little play so on a scale of zero to ten with fucking you all know yeah uh what would you give final fantasy nine I'd give it a nine. <laughs> no, would you actually give it a nine? That's not as funny as saying that for nine, nine, nine. Yeah. No, I wouldn't actually give it a nine. What do you give? Uh, I'm gonna give it like a preliminary ranking because I plan to at some point play it myself mm-hmm. without a speed up button, without safe travels, because mm-hmm. I have the PlayStation One copy. So sure. I'll play it. Might as well. I'll play it normally. Mm. And once I've beaten it that way, I'll decide what I really think about it as sure. a game. But for now, I think with the way with the way we played it, you know, the port and everything, I give it probably an eight, maybe seven point five if I'm feeling yeah. angry about right. something. Okay, I need somebody to take it out on, and you're not available. Yeah. Uh, okay, sure, I can see that. I was I was considering a, a similar ranking, um, but I would probably give it like a like a seven point five. Now keep in mind, folks. We're listening. There's we do listening. have this scale, and we've <laughs> talked about it. Seven point five sounds bad, and it sounds bad in my head because this is a great game. It does sound bad, yeah. But if we were talking like an IGN scale, I'd probably give like an eight point five. Yeah, it's like an eight point five. But we're talking our scale. Like I mean, like so getting 7.5. getting a nine point five is ridiculously high, and I think yeah. that's what I gave Persona Five because mm-hmm. it was a nine point five, like the closest that I've ever played to like game of perfection, right? Um, or maybe a nine because there were some flaws. Yeah, and that's like and that's. Final Fantasy VIII, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a game that has flaws, but overall, whatever. Like I just want to clarify. Eight sucks. We're not even playing it. No, we might actually play it. The problem with playing eight is that the only way we have to play it right now, mm-hmm. well, Dylan might own it on his PS3, but even if he owns it on his PS3, have a button, so. even if it, there's no speed-up button, no. so if we play eight, we're playing eight as it is. And despite it being super complicated, I'd like to try to play it without a guide and try to just figure out what that is. Because I think yeah. of, the le- of the last couple of Final Fantasy games... 13 and 8 13 12 and 8 are the ones i know the least mm. i know i feel like i know too much about 7 and i know too much about 10 mm. but i don't know i don't know very much at all about 8 or 13 or yeah. 12 and the so. problem with 8 is it just throw we we tried to play the beginning and it just throws so much at you it really really fast. it's like hey you played all the other games right 1 through 7 great here's a junction system uh it's nothing like those uh, and then, oh, uh, you're in a military academy now. Go on an adventure with your teacher. Uh, oh, uh, spend like two also, hours studying at this computer to learn all the things. Also, like, play Triple Triad. Yeah. Also, so just going to throw that out there for Final Fantasy IX. Tetra Master sucks. 
Yeah, it's, it's complicated. The it's, the card, it's the card game they have in it. I just even if even if it wasn't so complicated, I don't think it's worthwhile enough. Yeah. The cards are like to like try to collect all of them. The cards are really rare; they're hard to find. So I just don't think it's worth it. Good thing you don't have to for trophies, but I do have to win seventy-five more times. You can do to it. Be able to get the trophy. You also have to jump a thousand times. So have fun with that, Dylan. That's going to be the last trophy we get. So. And on that terrible disappointment, it's time to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that was a good sesh. Good, 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 uh, good new podcast. Um, hopefully, we'll post mo- more. Also, Dylan and I might start streaming on sw- streaming on Twitch. Yeah, we don't know yet, but um, it might be nice. We'll probably, if we're going to do it, we'll probably do it like the city and stuff. So yeah, if you what's like our that, uh, Twitch name? Duncan and Dylan. Okay, it's one word. And that's. At Twitch. At Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Duncan and Dylan. Um, Check it out. Yeah, and if, if, I mean, who knows who's listening? But if anyone is listening and wants to ha- hear a specific topic. Yeah, well, just let us know. Whatevs. Maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, see you later. Yeah. Godspeed, pilgrims. I won't let anything happen to your beautiful pictures. <laughs> Get off me, scumbag. Etc. Etc. Etc.